0: Welcome to another Acoustic Alternatives podcast from Grove Studios in Ypsilanti. I'm John Bomerito. Big thanks to Grove, as always, for allowing me to have a home to do something that I really enjoy doing. And I I feel like it's uh, filling a hole in my life. And I'm really grateful that this place exists. If you are a musician, a DJ, a podcaster, and if you're looking for a place to do your thing, this is a keypad operation available to you twenty four seven, and you can find out more about it by Googling Groove Sto- Grove Studios. Grove Studios, no, Grove Studios. And I always like visiting with friends that I haven't seen in a while, and well, most of us haven't seen anybody in a long time. But Tom Butwin has been a guest on my radio program at least four times prior, and today Tom is my guest on Acoustic Alternatives. So, hello, Tom. Hey, John. Great to see
1: you again. Great to see you. Thank you for having me in the the new home.
0: The new home. The home for new, now. New to me, at least. Yes. Right? Well, yeah, it's, it's been my home for I don't know. It's September or something like yeah that. it's been a lot of fun doing it and uh let's take a look at your life after we have you do a song oh hey, what'd wow. you like to start with okay well, well, I well I want people to like stick around so yeah. once they hear you sing they're gonna stick <laughs> yeah, around just
1: talk for 45 minutes before I play no uh we'll really uh, like cool do a relative I think I've done this one on your show but I, I brought I brought newer newer slash older stuff but we'll do a song called little bird
0: oh yeah I do love this one because you have done this one it's Tom bought one on acoustic alternatives
2: All of the words I say could never get you out of your own way, own way. Little bird, never got to hold. myself, oh, I should. All of the words I say could never get you out of your own way.
0: relatively new song from Tom Butwin called Little Bird on Acoustic Alternatives. Tom, thanks for playing that one again. I actually do remember you doing that in studio and I loved it then. Yeah, Thank you. Loved it now and that's probably something that you'll be putting on whatever next project you have? Yeah, it's recorded. Um,
1: It's just not out. Right. (laughs) And I actually listened to it on the way here so I could remember it. (laughs) Oh my
0: goodness. Um, (laughs) It means you recorded it a while ago.
1: Yeah, yeah. I recorded... Jeez. It it, it took a few go-arounds with it, but... um, version that i think is what i thought was a demo i think is actually just it so
0: i've only heard it that way i've never heard any fully produced versions but it's it's pretty much perfect the way it is in oh, my eyes. I
1: mean, it's it's pretty close it's i you're you're right i mean it's not, you're right it is perfect now no um uh i it, it's just the guitar and voice is kind of all it needs right and then the recording that i do have is it's it's still primarily that but it's got some nice little ornamental
0: things i can maybe hear strings maybe
1: yeah a little bit i do yeah they're not on there but ooh, that is a good idea yeah
0: so anyway <laughs> let's back up a little bit because that's that's uh, uh, relatively new but uh you've been releasing music since 2004 that's all yeah
1: yeah that doesn't count the uh the stuff that will go on <laughs> from high school
0: <laughs> i wanted to back up to high school actually what, what high school system were you in i was in the troy schools troy okay yep. and you're living in rochester these days so pretty I close am. to where you grew up yeah yeah just up the road you were bitten by the the stage bug in high school. Is that correct?
1: Yes. The If you're referring to like the, the musical stage. Yes. Um, I was in Man of La Mancha. Ooh. Yes. The Impossible Dream. I did not get to sing that because I wasn't, uh, was not Don Quixote. Um, <laughs> you had
0: singing parts though, right? What's that? You had singing parts. So oh, I did. It? Yeah.
1: Okay. Oddly enough, my big song was called Little Bird.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: totally different song. How did we get there?
0: But yeah, we right, did. Yeah.
1: There you go. Um, but yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, kind of bitten by, I mean, I was bitten by that bug at a very young age. Um, but I finally got to, to do a musical in high school and it was a blast. And I wish I, it's my only regret from that period of time was not doing more of that.
0: I was going to say four years and you only did one. Really? Yeah.
1: They, they, they bugged me for, for every year and I stupidly didn't go for it until my senior year
0: so, <laughs> so were you already like singing in ninth grade but didn't really try out to be yeah
1: yeah i was singing like the rock and pop you know kind of stuff and uh and i hadn't really ever thought i could do that type of thing um and i don't know that i, I did think i could do it even after i, d- I did that
0: show my senior year <laughs> so <laughs> well it took me to my senior year to stop being on stage here and get enough guts to be on stage yeah, too so yeah. i totally get it i mean yeah. i was i was just helping backstage and really loved the atmosphere and yeah, thought I would try out for at least a, a speaking part, so sure. I, I got to play Officer Krupke, and it's, oh, it's it was my favorite memory of high school as being on stage in West Side Story, of course, and yeah. uh, and knowing that musical back and forth because I was just understudied to Doc and that, so all I had to do was sit there and listen to everybody's lines over and over. Right, right. It was a pretty special part, so I get it. But then you started performing your own music at some point, and you took, in my mind, more of a John Mayer approach to to performing, as opposed to the musical stage kind of performance.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it took me. I personally, when I look back at my my career, uh, uh, you know, unfortunately, I I loved I love John Mayer, and I got kind of obsessed with the guitar player aspect when really that's that was it took me a long time to figure out that wasn't really my bag and it took many gigs uh fronting a blues trio which mm-hmm. i had no business fronting <laughs> yeah, running out that. of guitar tricks very quickly um you know it's kind of to realize like v- vocals were what oh, See, i can't hold oh, one and, and not uh, improperly use it um vocals are really where i should have been focusing uh, my, my attention and, and efforts, but uh, my love for Mr. Mayor early on definitely pushed me in the more, let's be a guitar
0: hero. <laughs> I was really a guest just based on your earlier records. They had yeah. that kind of feel to them. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Was there, was there other folks who influenced how you ended up writing songs and, and becoming a performer of your own?
1: Yeah. I mean, I listened to, uh, a lot of Dave Matthews, mm-hmm. um, at, at that time, you know, I think I was a little bit narrow-minded Uh, during my formative songwriting years, which was, which is cool. There's a lot of like interesting things that came up for me out of, out of those kind of very specific singer songwriter, early 2000, you know, mid nineties type things. Um, But there was a whole lot of other stuff out there I could have and should have probably been listening to, but that's, I mean, you know, hindsight's 2020, but it's still there. Yeah, it's still there. And I, and I've, yeah, it's, there's been much more uh, informed listening <laughs> over the years to fill some of those gaping holes in my, uh, you know, what I what I should be familiar with. So
0: so the moral of the story is really you're a singer over a guitar player.
1: I absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And I would say, you know, just over the last, you know, six years, it's even been singer over songwriter too.
0: Well, it has been a while since you've released an album of original yeah. material, which is in my notes, but I wasn't like picking on you. It's just a... No. It was more of a curiosity. I was actually going to ask about that. Yeah. So you've already covered one of the questions. Thanks a lot, buddy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, when you were starting to write songs, were you writing about broken hearts or were you writing like imagined characters like the ones in the musicals you admired? So I, I think
1: I, I'm going to keep laying blame on John Mayer and Dave Matthews, but no, actually not John Mayer because his lyrics are, are are quite brilliant most of the time. Uh, I think uh, I listened to a lot of stuff that, uh, when I when I was learning how to write songs or trying to write songs, I I, I didn't focus as much on um, lyrical content as I think I should have. I think it it came out it, there there are interesting things that would come out, but I wasn't really going for like a narrative or characters. Or I had stuff you know happening in my head, but it was it would be little snippets of like here's a cool line, here's this, and you know, it, and I think that came out of listening to a lot of of Dave Matthews. And it's not to say that his lyrics don't have meaning, they do, but sometimes they can be kind of disjointed and nonsensical and maybe you don't, maybe you, you think it's about one thing, but he was thinking something totally different, which is, which is cool. And it's great. And, you know, I I go back and listen to my own early stuff sometimes. And I'm like, what was I talking about? Like (laughs) what, if somebody asks me, I need to be able to explain this. So I have to make something up, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it was, I mean, of course the broken heart, Thing and you know this is probably all in there um, but as I, as I grew to be uh, m- more educated about what you could do with a song uh, story wise, narrative wise um, I think I, I, I realized that just you know the potential and like, there's a whole piece that's like could be so powerful uh, combined with music and melody and arrangement and production and everything else um, and you know seeing shows at the Arc actually Hmm. is really where that started to hit home um, in in wanting to play on that stage and seeing people like Seth Glear and Willie Porter and Ari Hest and just a myriad other amazing singer-songwriters and just seeing the connection that they could create in that room, particularly, um, I was like, wow, I really need to step my game up there. I'm still working on that. But uh, I think that was a that was a big turning point, like 2007, 8, you know, to see that. And it's like, oh,
0: that's how you write a song. <laughs> as one of my recent guests pointed out, though, if you don't have a hook or a melody, the lyrics, I mean, the lyrics are important for sure. But if if it's not memorable, people aren't probably going to be paying attention to the lyrics anyway.
1: True. And, and that's kind of where I've always been, too. It's, it's such a balancing act. But I, I do think, you know, because I try to assess myself as a fan and a listener and. I do gravitate towards the song as a whole, the melody, you know, kind of the hook first and then, and then go to the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, my, my wife is like a sponge. She remembers lyrics of just everything. <laughs> and I, it's like, I have a finite amount of lyrical space in my brain,
0: <laughs> I get like, it.
1: you know, so the, I'm constantly purging and putting new things in there and, and lyrics that I only have, I have to remember them, not just for enjoyment. So that's kind of where my my brain goes Um, but you're right yeah you got to have the hook in the melody or else you know
0: what is it right right well back to your young you a lot of young people play guitar and sing not a lot of them pursue music it's like how many kids play baseball or football and actually like follow that as a career not as many some of them just keep it as a hobby as musicians as well do you remember when you decided to take it to being more than a hobby and actually record music of your own
1: yeah I mean it was early um in, in high school, I mean, I remember it just, just really, I mean, it's changed over the years, obviously, with the internet. I mean, I had the, the benefit, I suppose, benefit of kind of starting to do this and trying to figure out how to promote before social media, before the internet was really a thing for, p- especially people who were independent and very young. I mean, like I, you know, at that point in 2003 and four, I mean, to record something, it's pretty hard to do on your own still. Uh, you know, you, to do something decent, you had to go out and pay for studio time um but yeah i think uh wow i just lost my train of thought what were
0: we talking about choosing music as a career oh yeah
1: (laughs) that's gonna read well enough um (laughs) there's a memory thing um yeah i mean early early on i was interested in you know i remember putting together concerts and shows and kind of hitting the pavement uh you know back in in high school with just burning cds on my own and you know, wanting to do, um, you know, my wanting to do music as a career for sure. And I always had a very specific like idea of like, I want to be very in control of what I'm doing artistically. And I don't want to feel like I have to do it, which kind of steered me. I mean, cause I realized at some point where it's like, okay, well to, to be, that's a pretty big ask you know, uh, to, uh, of, of, of to be able to make a living playing music, but also to not have to take every gig that comes your way just to survive. And I was like, well, I need to be either like so successful and huge that I can do that. Or maybe someday I may have to supplement this with something else so I can, you know, not have to take every wedding gig, in the world to uh to and and that's not to say that i mean i i did that for a, for a long time and and there's certainly nothing nothing wrong with it i i'm not a, i would say i'm not a good enough musician to to be that guy that you're going to call to play guitar <laughs> on <laughs> something you know so i don't i didn't have a hope to be you know uh, as successful as some people um being a musician like that i was banking on you know writing songs um that people would like enough to to make me money you know so knowing that's a very difficult thing to do um you know i kind of made that decision early on uh, but that's not to say that i i was like opting for plan b or anything right off the bat it was just tried to be i knew how hard of a road it would be and i i never wanted to i never wanted it to go away so and it still hasn't gone away okay. um, i always wanted it to be there and and more than just a a hobby and again i don't want to be disparaging to anybody who plays or sings as a hobby because it's an amazing thing to do but um you know i've always saw myself as having maybe two well depending on what part of my life but you know certain points two careers um you know performing and whatever i'm doing to keep myself from having to play a four-year-old's birthday party there you go (laughs) which i've done
0: well I actually reviewed a couple of our previous interviews and I've said something about this before. And so I know that it's okay to say again, but your first couple of records were fine. But then you got to a point where like, okay, you matured in your songwriting, you were more confident and you sounded really good. So I'm, I'm happy to see that the progression has continued in the song that you just played. Was a good example of how your writing to me is getting a lot better than it was on those first two records yeah which looks like any job you go to a job you better get better at it absolutely i would like to hear what else you have written another song perhaps yeah you've written since uh, since i last saw you let me
1: do this is an interesting one and this is this the so i've i brought two tunes i that i've actually to my knowledge i've not played anywhere um except your basement uh basement studio um this one, I, I think I did do, this one I'm about to do, uh, I think I did at a show, I have played in New York City a couple times. No big deal. Sorry. Not a humble, not a brag by any means. No, I know, but <laughs> it's,
0: it's nice to be able to <laughs> what, book a gig in New York well, City. Yeah,
1: one, one show was actually very well attended and mm. I was blown away. And then the next time when they, I, I came back to Rockwood Music Halls where oh, it was, nice. um, I think there was maybe one person there. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> They, they were very nice there though they were great um but things. so so this song uh I think I'm, I'm calling it this city uh this only exists in a voice note <laughs> um but outside of playing it at that one New York City show um, I don't think I've played it anywhere else and it's changed so well thank you for the honor yeah so I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it here there I'm gonna try are. to do it justice we'll see
2: Never sleeps. Oh, her heart is thinking in leaps. From the lower east side, pearls catching fire. Just finally starting to breathe. What if the walls folded down? Would she still love this town? come out tonight and save me, just turn out the lights and change me, we can throw it all down like there's nothing left to lose. I don't want to see you start to move till last called in the city. Seems crawling into me on a rooftop bar. It helps her see so far. She's finally following me. All day she watches her feet crossing over spots where they used to meet. Radio City's never far. It makes her think of Christmas. Walking by the water What if the walls folded down Would she still love this town Oh, let's see Baby, follow me So come out tonight Like there's nothing left to lose. I don't want to see you start to move until I call in this city. can throw it all down like there's nothing left to lose. I don't want to see you start to move. So come out tonight and save me. Just turn out the lights and change me. We can throw it all down like there's nothing left to lose. I don't want to see start to move the last call in this city
0: nice i would actually call that this city for yeah. sure yeah new music from tom went on acoustic alternatives thanks for being uh able to play that without like being self-conscious about it
1: yeah well i figured you know i i, I could have come in and and, and done some safe choices no. All, <laughs> no. not that i have hits what's the point things that uh you know I'm, I'm more comfortable playing but i was like no you know what you you've pushed me you good. pushed me not knowing it i don't maybe you do know it but like because i sent those first two records you mentioned yeah. i sent them to you yeah. and you gave was, very yeah. honest feedback I, and, I was still
0: at whfr back in those yeah, days I yeah yeah and
1: i i really appreciated it i mean they uh, were good they just weren't they were, as good as
0: this and the hereafter it was yeah that think,
1: was a, a
0: leap leaps bounds and above what you were doing
1: thank you and and uh, it it was good because i mean there's a lot of things pushing me at that time and you were definitely one of them thanks um which i do appreciate and i'm I'm like well i need to push myself a little bit when i come do this podcast well there you (laughs) go
0: i'm glad that i can inspire you in any way shape or form i i admire your your talent and i appreciate your friendship for sure Here, I don't think it was me, but was there a person in your life that encouraged you early on to continue making music and you were a kid? Because again, I mentioned everybody there's a lot of kids that play guitar, but not not a lot of people continue doing it after a certain point.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's, and I've always, like I said, I just, I'd never want it to go away, whatever, whatever capacity I'm doing it, whether it's, you know, singer songwriter, just playing cover gigs, doing musicals, recording. I always wanted to, to be here, but yeah, early on, um as many people do, I started with piano lessons huh. and my parents, um, they're incredibly supportive. Um, you know, they, they encouraged it, but I mean, we were, my sister and I both, both took to piano lessons and, and it was really from, as I'm told now, cause I was probably about five, I want to say, which is early, but I mean, we were, we were excited. I know I was excited. I mean, there's the occasional like, Hey, you need to practice. Hey, you know, and you know, it's time for a lesson and you, Oh, I don't want to go. But, Overall, um, you know, it was always something that, I mean, I remember going to the piano store, uh, with my parents and and just being fascinated. I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to have one of these. Like, this is amazing. Like, and I get to learn how to play it, you know, and I I never became a great piano player I can play, but, Mm -hmm. um, that's where it started. And I mean, they were always very encouraging, um, you know, still are. Um, but yeah, I mean, without that, I, I don't, I don't know that I'd be doing this. Right so now. your parents are the yeah. answer to that question. Yeah.
0: Thanks, Mom and Dad. Yeah, thanks, Mom and Hope Dad. Hope you're watching. Absolutely. Well, you've tackled a few challenges in your career, for sure. 2013-ish, you forced yourself to write a new song every day for two weeks, and that turned into what I think was your highlight of your original material so far. Yeah. Were they all keepers? Did you put them all on the record? No. Or, or, no oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you were also working a full-time job at this time in I, between.
1: I was, yeah. Those. were So, I mean, that's, you know, and that's the thing. Like, I, I, I did that because... As songwriter, as, as songwriters, uh, I mean, I, you have to finish songs, mm-hmm. or else you're not really writing songs. And you know, it, it's when you don't have a record contract where I have to fulfill three albums in a you know period of time. Right. I mean, it's, do it it's, for yourself. Yeah, I'm doing it for myself, <laughs> and um, and there's certainly people that are interested and want to hear what I'm doing, but um, there's not a lot of hard deadlines. That's why I did that because it, and I, I kind of proved to myself and I, I do go back to that mentally often in saying like, I, yeah, I have a lot going on, but I managed to for two weeks straight without missing a day. And I think it actually might've been like two weeks and a, a couple more days, uh, you know, write a song every day, front to back, whether it was good or not and just finish it, you know? And and I did and it turned into a record. I didn't necessarily plan on that happening, but um, it worked out. Yeah, it did. It did work out. And it's it, it just kind of proved it's like, you know, even if you've only got 15 minutes, just just get something down. I mean, it, it might be a jokey kind of thing, but it's just the exercising of that and, and really completing something. That's that's the, the plight of all of us. I, I think anybody you'd have in here would probably agree that it's it's just hard to complete things.
0: <laughs> not bad. I don't write songs. I don't know. I've written poems, but not yeah, songs. it's
1: it's similar though. It's yeah. similar though.
0: I mean, at what point is it done? I don't know. Yeah, like, sometimes you, know. you gotta. I'm not really done saying what I want to say. Right. Did you have a backlog of subjects to tackle when you started that project? Did you come into that going, "Oh, I got all these things I want to write about"? Yeah, there there
1: were there were a few things uh, that I really wanted to. You know, sometimes I look at at, at songs like um, like little gifts. I get or not gifts but something like you know it's hard because like you buy something and you're like oh I got this new phone and I'm really excited about it and I I bought it and now I get to use it or I got a new camera or a new car or whatever but songs are like that that like when you do complete one and you're happy with it I mean it is better than anything you could possibly buy you know and it's uh I I had little ideas like I want a song that's like this And, and it wasn't necessarily um like somebody else's song a couple of them were that way um you know it's like i want a song that's like i'm on fire by bruce springsteen like i want that and then i, I tried yeah and i came up with a song called harmony which doesn't sound anything like uh no, <laughs> on fire. It's, it's a darn good song <laughs> thank you but you know there's things like that then there, was, there were subjects that i wanted to hit and a lot of which i did um some i didn't you know um but yeah it was and I, I did not go into it with um, like a safety net. And I just noticed your shirt. I was
0: going to get to this. You're um, ahead of me. So hold on. I will.
1: <laughs> uh, but I, I didn't go into it with a safety net because uh, I think I, I actually did this with a, with a great friend of mine um, to keep myself honest. Is we, we would both write songs separately yeah. with one another, but we had to submit them to one another at the end of every day. A recording of it and also a written or typed emailed. Uh, version of the lyrics um so that way we could both have someone to answer to
0: would you do it again would you force yourself to say yeah. you another song for two weeks i think i would percent?
1: good i think i would i thought about it i thought about it I'm, I'm i'm writing things in a different way now hmm. um but I, I feel like we're doing something chronologically so i won't go there yet but um but yeah i think i
0: would yeah well, then chronologically, yes. You've noticed the shirt, which inspired <laughs> the shirt choice was actually inspired by something you did. Okay. Which was 52 covers. Now, Ari wrote 52 original songs, Ari Hest, and yes, that he inspired did. you. I know a couple other people had done it and inspired you, but you decided to, to consider picking some of your favorite songs and covering them. Why?
1: It was another, well, I mean, a, a few reasons. Um, one, I wanted to kind of beef up my internet presence uh and, and
0: you've got over a million views total right
1: uh i, I told well on the channel i think it's like three million views which Great. is it sounds like a lot i mean in the grand scheme of youtube it's nothing but um you know it's it's fine
0: for a non-touring musician that's not <laughs> yeah. what you do for a living yeah, that's pretty It's pretty
1: good it's, it's okay um but i wanted to i wanted to beef that up a little bit uh content you know when i when i did that i think it was 20 15 or 16, 2016. 2016. Yep.
0: In my notes, it says so.
1: It, it, it is 2016. <laughs> Your notes are probably better than my memory. Um, But I, I for, one, to do that. Two, I mean, you're just creating promotional material. Mm. Uh, but, but three, you know, you mentioned Ari Hest and he did 52 covers. And I the, I mean, it's like, the originals. Uh, yeah. Or, or I'm sorry. Not covers, originals, originals, which is an unbelievable achievement. I know there's been a few other people have done it as well. Um, and I didn't believe in myself quite enough to be able to do what he did, but, um, it was certainly that project inspired me. And, uh, you know, another long commitment to something that two week deal was private, you know, so if I had failed, it wasn't, um, being broadcast out to anybody. But once I announced the 52 covers thing, I mean, you're kind of committed and Now I'm looking for them, you know, and, and, and people did start to look for them. And I, I got some great opportunities from that, uh, even years after I finished it. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it and it it really was just another exercise, Mm -hmm. you know, but with uh, filming things and editing and recording and everything else. And, And that one I did, I did give myself a little bit of a pad with like, I think five or six videos in the bank, which. Good. quickly ran out
0: <laughs> what well, did you have a couple that you were the most proud of during that time like as you look back on this project would you say oh man these are the ones i'm really proud of These turned out great
1: yeah yeah um there, there were a few and i'm trying to i'm trying to remember right now mm, which ones those might have been um no pressure
0: it's okay i'm just
1: curious yeah there was uh well i'm on fire i did i did i'm on fire and mm-hmm. uh the springsteen song i, I really like that one um, I did human nature, uh, Michael Jackson, uh, song. I, I liked that one. Um, there were a few, I, I kind of call myself out, but at the same time pat myself on the back, there were a few musical theater tunes that snuck in there and, and it was kind of cross promotion from, cause I was crazy enough to do 52 covers and put out a musical theater album. At the same time yeah
0: that's a little crazy
1: <laughs> but so a few of the weeks were actually clips um or, or songs from that that album which uh it was good and bad mm-hmm. i think i could have if i had i had i recorded them specifically for that project it probably would have been better but it was it was good because that was about midway through and i had started to generate some attention from the cover project uh which translated over the album which was which was nice but um yeah there, there were a few on there were, were not not terrible
0: you had considered <laughs> when we spoke about it years ago putting them out as a some of them out not all 52 but out as a record is that still something that's on your list of things to do because it was then
1: it was and i knew you were gonna ask me about that sorry I and I, no
0: because you, you said you were gonna do it i want to <laughs> see if it's you know and I, I do go back to it and i go back and
1: i listen and with the intention of pulling this the the sessions up and putting them out but you know that was where are we at? five years now four or five, mm, years, yes, ago. five years ago years ago and you know, I I've grown. I think the biggest thing for me is I've grown as a vocalist mm-hmm. in that time. And there's some performances on there that which which are are really good, and I really like them. Um, and I would consider doing that. I wouldn't put all 52 out. No, no. Um,
0: I would expect you to.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe 15. Yeah, 10, I don't even know if it'd be that many. I don't know.
0: The I best ones, the ones that get the most views, maybe.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, that's always a surprising thing. Is what what I thought was gonna get you know, views ends up not being. Don't, <laughs> don't
0: let, you, let your fans tell you what the best one. Yeah, are then. exactly. Choose the, choose the top 12. Yeah. Put those records. I'll have
1: to go listen to those again. I, cause the last time I did it, I, I went and listened and I said, no, that's not where I am right now. I don't feel like I, you know,
0: it might make a viable product to sell when you can start playing shows in front of people again. True. It's something that people will want to pick up because you're doing at your shows, a combo of covers and originals anyway. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it might be a nice little additive to the merch table. Yeah. Just that's, an idea. Yeah. I like John that. trying to help. Yeah, you, <laughs> you have you, you do. I know. Well, that, I don't. I don't know that that would have caused any fear of you turning into a covers artist because you still do write original music. You've just played me too. Uh, did that ever cross your mind? Like, gosh, if I if I do this, that people are going to think I'm only a covers artist.
1: Yeah, I mean that that did cross my mind. Um, I, I guess sometimes I'm confused. I what I worry about is, is am I in too many different worlds? to be effective as an artist. You know, I'm in the musical theater world and I've garnered some attention for that. I'm in the original world, you know, singer songwriter type thing. And I'm, you know, have had some some points at my career where I've gotten some attention for that. And then, you know, I do a lot of covers too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and car co- gigs
0: people want to hear. That. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, because sometimes it's just, you don't have a choice if you're going to play out certain yeah. places. Um, so, you know, sometimes I worry about like the sector of, my fan base i guess we can call it fan base um you know like if you're here for for broadway stuff like you might not want to hear me play uh, my own stuff yeah my my own original music or you might not want to hear a pop or rock cover um maybe you do want it It, it, you know for me personally i'm interested in stuff like that i'd love to hear people who you know do different things but i but i do know that sometimes it's 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 Mm off-putting you know rod stewart shows up with a standards album and people who want to hear maggie may are upset yeah and
0: then he does three of them and then he goes back to doing other stuff right
1: and i i love that like i, I, I think he, it's great he um, did a fine job I yeah thought. so um so i wasn't really ever worried about like being pigeonholed but i think i was just more worried about um people not getting it if they're there for one thing and they're like wait what i thought he was going to do some phantom of the opera why, why is he why does he have a guitar what is this all about
0: well, you do have a guitar and you have original music. And after you're done taking a drink, I would love to hear what else you brought and prepared okay. for me today.
1: Well, this one, this one could be interesting. This. <laughs> Are you afraid? Uh, you. It's just me. A little bit. It's just me. <laughs> um, this one, this one was an attempt to. Uh, and actually, this this was one from the songwriting, um, two week songwriting thing that did not make it.
0: Oh, look at that.
1: Um. But it was my attempt at sort of a country-ish song that was very on the nose with a story, and I'm tr- I tr- I'm just trying to remember if this was real or if it was just totally made up in my head. And it, it, it most of it's made up. The the actual story is made up. But I th- I think somebody told me about somebody else. It was definitely second or third hand where they they knew somebody who had just met a guy. And they're, they were moving to, I, I mean, in the song, it's Alaska, but somewhere far away. And everybody was like, what are you doing? That's crazy. Why would you, you just met this person. Were you going to move away with them? Like, that's crazy. So I was like, oh, wow, what, what can I do with that? That sounds interesting. I want to write a story. And then so I, one of the days I sat down and I said, okay, I'm going to try this. And I remember it was in the apartment I was living in at the time. <laughs> I, with my roommate I actually went into my closet and shut the door which I wasn't doing because I didn't care if you heard what I was writing but this one I was like it was so unlike anything I had done it's <laughs> like I am gonna go as far away as I possibly can and bury myself amongst all of my clothes and socks here to 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 write this so I'm gonna see how this goes I haven't done it
0: does it have a title
1: um sure. this one, <laughs> it doesn't I don't think uh maybe I'll come up with one one yeah that's So this is this is this is very unlike anything I I do. So it's probably why I won't ever really see the light of day beyond here, but it'll be a fun one, I suppose. Am I allowed to swear on this? Okay. I won't I won't. It's nothing nothing egregious, but She
2: works a job. He sits at home and he asks her to get him beer and cigarettes every day. The moving out up to Alaska to work the land. That's what he said They think she's crazy For going with him People say She'll probably wind up dead But it's okay Cause she knows Good drink and a beautiful woman in his bed hits the trailer and packs all their shit. They hit the road, they left nothing behind. It's three days and two hours of driving. But on the way, the thought starts to cloud her head. from his mouth after she shot him with his own gun she won't worry about him now but they say oh no, she's crazy for going with him she never played Could finally rest her head. Oh, she said her name. It could finally rest her head.
0: That is not a throwaway. That's a good one. Oh, it's called The Road to Alaska. That's what I think. Love it. Done. Titled. You like it? I do. All right, there you go. I do. Because that's where i kind of went in my head when yeah told me the pre-story yeah it's nice and it, it is a little bit country but not like I, not, I, I mean I I, no, if i, I would. put
1: the drawl on it i could she no, works you know no no, don't do that because that's not you
0: but be <laughs> be genuine you and i think that that's a that's a keeper keep that one.
1: yeah it's kind of a fun one that's I, I you know i was as i got to the bridge which i guess we should call it the bridge which is supposed to be like the surprise where she she shoots him
0: uh <laughs> <laughs> murder it's a ballad it's a murder yeah ballad. yeah
1: exactly i could probably be more effective there but uh you know that's the lovely thing is that I can I can rewrite that part if okay. I want to.
0: I like it. Well, technically that's an older song because you mm-hmm. wrote that one at the same time you wrote this and here. It after. is. That's and a that's a real old one, yeah. So it's been since twenty thirteen since you've released an album of original material. That is true. And we didn't really we've danced around the fact that you've released theater album, EP yeah. and album. And actually your most recent release is a live version. It is. is from the baldwin theater right? yes
1: yeah so that's i mean if i'm if i'm gonna promote something yeah I, I suppose uh i should promote my latest record which is brushes with broadway live um which as you said does have a bunch of theater on it but you know kind of going back to what i said about like what do people want or expect from me um i mean if you go to the album it's not all stuff from theater. Dream uh, On Aerosmith. Right? Yeah, Dream On from Aerosmith is on there. Uh, Viva La Vida by Coldplay is on there. Not theater songs. Uh, not theater songs. Um, by any means. Um, New York State of Mind uh, by Billy Joel. Technically it is. Yeah, technically it is. If A ju- you go to jukebox the jukebox musical. Um, I would argue that his music is is I mean, it, uh, it would fit perfectly in the door. theater. So story yeah, you Yeah, know, no, great stuff. So, um, yeah, that's that's the latest release. I've I've had three three theater releases yeah. in in the last, well, since, since This and Hereafter, which was the original uh, album. There's the Brushes with Broadway that just came out, um, an EP of Jesus Christ Superstar songs, and then the album I kind of alluded to that I put out during the 52 Covers thing uh, called A Different Stage, which was like the first foray into recorded theater music. Mm-hmm. So that's been the last six seven years
0: and getting a chance to play jesus as uh as the main character i did yeah and, and that, that probably inspired your maybe i should do a little bit more of this
1: yeah i did i mean the the that i, I really wanted to document um well the big song gethsemane um i wanted uh, a studio version of that because i had a very specific uh idea of what i wanted my version of that song to be because that that musical like it's i I would argue it's the perfect it's the one of the most perfect if not the perfect musical for a rock singer uh to come in and 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 join that world because this i mean the score itself like has i mean there are literally sections where it just says ad lib ad lib and a lot of these iconic moments that exist on recorded versions of jesus christ superstar you go to the music and that's not written there Mm. That's Ted Neely or Ian Galen. Um yeah, Ian G- Pop- yeah, exa- yeah. I mean, like, singer was the- <laughs> Yeah, the, Yeah. So I mean, those are choices that they made. And then it's cool to me to be able to step in and do that because most musicals are not like that, mm-hmm. you know. And coming from uh a world where, like, you know, like I said before, I love Dave Matthews band, every show's different. Every set list is different, every song when they do it has some different element, you know. It's you don't get to, you can't really do that in theater when there's lighting cues and <laughs> um i had to learn that very quickly the hard way when we there was kind of a it wasn't really a fight scene but jesus comes into the temple at one point and i was he's angry due to the blasphemous activities happening there um and i, I was i had to swing the stick around angrily mm. at people and the first couple of times we did it in rehearsal <laughs> i remember thinking i was like oh this, this is gonna be cool i'm gonna do it a little different every time and we'll just kind of play off of each other. And, and like, if you're, if you're literally swinging a very large stick as hard as you can, you people, the, the 30 <laughs> people around you need to know where you're going to be and when you're going to be it's there. A good point. You know, which, uh, the director quickly reminded me like, Hey, this is not jazz improv here. Okay. do like,
0: take my cast out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Sing some funny notes every once in a while if you want, but you know, don't swing the stick in a, uh, uh, in an improvisational manner. But, um, yeah. So so g- given that, you know, I, I, I the music director was was great and she took a lot of my ideas because uh, I, I went deep on that. And I, I listened very intently to every recording that was out there and every bootleg I could find and mm-hmm. and wanted to find my version of it. Mm-hmm. Um Uh, you know taking cues from of course the iconic stuff and i i mean i think there's a studio version um which is which is great Uh, i'm really happy with how that came out but the the live version that's on this most recent record i think is it because it was actually recorded on the same stage that i did the show and uh, i never thought i would be able to do that song again there Mm -hmm. um but i got to and we we caught a really good good performance Mm of it the band was really really
0: on point for that so yeah, two things about that. One of them you're not going to like, one of them you will like. Awesome. When I told my wife, oh, I'm interviewing Tom Butwin today. Oh, Hot Jesus? So that's the one you're <laughs> not going to like, Hot <laughs> Jesus, was the nickname it's, they gave you.
1: Yes, it's still, it's, it still follows me everywhere. Great.
0: I bet you're embarrassed by that. The other one was <laughs> your version of Could We Start Again, Please? Makes oh. me want to weep. You, oh. do, you do a beautiful version of well,
1: that. Well, thank you for that. Thank you. That was a song I did not get to sing in the show. No, but I, you've done it
0: for me. I have. And I have a recording of
1: it. I, I, yes. Think, well, I'm, I'm happy you have uh, a personalized one yeah um i love that song um you know i i uh caitlin and justin were the the two actors who did it uh in our our version of the show and Mm -hmm. they were just i i luckily i i had the ability to listen at that point in the show because a lot of times i was running around doing something else backstage getting prepared for the next scene but that at that point i was able to listen and that they just blew me away every time i heard it um and it is such a beautiful it's a really beautiful song
0: yeah it somehow missed it from its you know early days yeah and when you yeah. saying it it hit me it just hit me yeah sometimes I, songs do that right yeah They, they hit you in the you. heart in a different way
1: thank you and i it's it's one of those things where man, i don't know if andrew lloyd weber did anything better than that <laughs> mm, <I> this <don't> <laughs> is first one and i'm like man it started strong you set the bar pretty high for that for that sh- that whole show but yeah
0: debut albums from other artists have done the same that's yeah a, true that's a whole nother topic so there hasn't been a heck of a lot of original material released, zero in fact, since twenty thirteen. How much has it been written since two thousand thirteen?
1: A lot. And it's it's changed. It, you know, it's it's hard because it it's it's like where my heart and head is is not always where the public stuff that's coming out is. Sure. Um, it's been pretty consistent over the last six years because I've been so entrenched in, in the thea- theatrical world. I've, I've really, w- what has been on my mind and what I've been wanting to work on and wanting to put out there has been very much.
0: You immersed yourself in it. Cause that's the only way you could be successful. To correct. Do yeah. Mean, otherwise it would have just been like, yeah, ah, I I mean, I'm just doing this.
1: 2014 ish. I started very seriously taking vocal lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then into 15 started to record a different stage which was really just supposed to be um piano and voice um for myself i never intended on putting it out and then things started to to go well so we added strings and a whole bunch of other things and it became an a- actual album but um yeah it was i mean it was, I, it was it for you know a long time um and i wanted to really wanted to do a show and superstar came up and i started preparing for that I mean, I prepared for that for probably a year and a half, um, with the intention of of getting that role, and I somehow did. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that was it. But it, it, it as I kind of moved now, I'm not moving out of that by any means. But um,
0: you're also not abandoning the singer songwriter. No,
1: I miss it. I miss it because for oh. a long time I didn't miss it. I was, I was like, this is what I. Sh-. I felt like the, I felt like I found what I should be doing finally.
0: Mm. Yeah, I know that feeling.
1: And I remember saying to myself, like, I, I, we, we I like there was maybe the first or second night of Superstar. I, we finished the show and I, I loved it so much and I, I was not nervous. I felt like I belonged in that, not, not necessarily role as Jesus, but in that role, in, in that setting, mm-hmm. uh, artistically. Um, and I really, it, when I look at on paper, I should not have been comfortable there. You know, I'm not an actor. Really, by trade, I'm I've limited experience in musicals, um, but I felt so at home, and I think it came across in the performances. And then I, I would compare it to original shows that I was doing, and I've been doing that for twenty plus years. And I would I felt out of my skin sometimes Ooh, in those, like really? like more maybe as an imposter. I, I felt Ooh. like you know I was like oh I shouldn't be up here. I shouldn't be doing this like. They're going to see right through me these songs aren't any good like you know that kind of stuff going through my head a lot of times when i'm doing these original shows and i i I'd never felt that when i was um when i was doing that that show and then a lot of the theatrical stuff i did afterwards i just felt so at home and i think that's what kind of put me into that direction it's like well this is where i belong this is what i should be doing you know um but at the same time i love pop music i love rock um the type of theater that i gravitate towards is more of that type of stuff mm-hmm. um you know but uh so kind of going back to you know i'm playing these songs for you i've got a theater album a live theater album out that i'm trying to promote but as i go when i sit in my little project studio at home i'm writing these like very current sounding 80s pop inspired songs and i'm really excited about those yeah. and they're but it's like you know, then, it's like, then I sit down, like, well, I got to work on the promotion for brushes, the Broadway
0: <laughs> in like, between all the, other you stuff know, and
1: it's, it's just, it's, it's two totally different worlds, yeah. you know, and then I get back into the worry of like, well, geez, like I look at my analytics on YouTube and so many of the people are there for my musical theater stuff. It's like, well, if I drop a, you know, 1975, the 1975, the, the band, not the yeah. year, um, you know, sounding kind of thing like are they
0: gonna be interested in that Uh, but your fans that knew you before that would be they probably would so don't don't discount either yeah that's true yeah
1: so so it's cool i mean it's it's they're being written they're they're nearing i i think this year there will be a couple singles that's my goal.
0: Was the theater experience uh, something that would influence the kind of songs you're writing? Are you writing more character songs instead of personal feeling songs then? Because you've you've been playing a character on stage right. in a sense. You're, it, when you're singing something from a musical, you're you're trying to embody Circle of Life. You're sure. you're a lion. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm a, uh, I thought it would. I thought it would. And when I, I I sat down and I every year I write out like kind of a goal list. Uh, of, of things that i want to do and achieve uh musically artistically and when i started to write down like what i wanted to do well 2020 got a little bit weird i think is that the, the note for that one's kind of a mix of 2020 2021 20, but
0: everyone's yeah, got a little after yeah right yeah, yeah. An, Don't worry.
1: nothing unique there <clears throat> some people um, wrote
0: a lot of songs some people wrote no yeah I and i, more I am
1: okay with both of those outcomes. <laughs> um, but I, I thought it would be more in the I, I envisioned and this still may happen, uh, a, a Josh groban ish type of album where it, it, it might it's original songs, maybe some, some choice covers, but yeah. but that that feel with strings and mm-hmm. and you know, it's kind of staying in that same that same world. But then I, I started to to write and it went this totally opposite direction of almost needing a break from that stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Um and that's kind of where I am now, but I, I do want to go back to that because I think that it would be probably a smart promotional decision. But also, I love singing like that. Sure. You know, it's just it's too it's it's really nice to be able to sit down and just do this. You know, relax. It's just not yeah. challenging for me to hit those notes. I can really think about the lyrics and just kind of have fun with it. Um, but at the same time, it's really nice to be like, okay, well, I'm gonna exercise the upper register of my tenor range on this you know, this song from Les Mis and really work on my technique and, 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 that kind of thing. So it's, it's, I think it's a, it's a good band. I feel fortunate. I mean, I was, I was joke about my theater albums as the albums nobody asked for, <laughs>
0: but they're good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but
1: good. you know, so it's like, I, but I, I feel fortunate to be able to, to just do this in any capacity that I get to do it. So, um,
0: we've well, done a good job doing it. I mean, uh, I was, one of the questions I was going to ask is you've received a fair amount of TV and radio coverage over your your, your career. Have you been your own agent, essentially? Have you booked I, all of those things yourself? I'm,
1: I'm it. You're looking You're at it. it. You're the whole team. I'm the whole team wow. with the exception of, uh, you know, I, I could go through the... The, uh, the liner notes of each of each record okay, and we don't have time for that. I know, right? <laughs> Three and a half hours later. Uh, but I do, I do a lot of, I, at this point I, you know, I record all my own vocals. I engineer all my own vocals ed- I do all the edits, um, copying right. on, on my stuff. Um, I've mixed, uh, I mixed brushes with Broadway, uh, this live record. Um, I mixed a different stage. Uh, you know, the rest of them I've, I've recorded, uh, well, a, a, the more recent stuff recorded, um, and then kind of given to other people, which is probably the best way to do it, uh, for it to have someone else mix. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm it. I'm kind of one man one man show, the editing video with the uh, the exception of the video that goes along with brushes with Broadway. It's my good friend Thomas Butcher who had a, had a crew who who did that. Um, but yeah, uh, I've been I've been lucky and fortunate to to have. Um, some, some decent attention, you know,
0: well, well-deserved before we wrap it up with one more song. I want to, I want to acknowledge because you've got videos essentially for every song from that show on your website and they're beautifully done, but your band, you, you really chose wisely. Let's give them, let's give them a little love. Talk about who's playing with you on the, yeah. on that stage. Uh, there's you, some great people on that
1: You're stage. absolutely right. I mean, like I, really, quite frankly, anybody could, you know, put in a, any male Singer, theater singer, and and they're gonna in that show would be perfectly fine. You could take me out of it, but um, the band is is incredible. And the band really came out of um, a a, sh- a new show that I was uh, asked to work on, and still I'm still involved with. Um, and I had the opportunity to workshop it in New York City. Uh, it's called Bonhoeffer for the musical. And when we were doing um, some of the early showcases of just the music here in Detroit. Uh, actually, well, Lake Orion and 20 Front Street was the first time I did that publicly. Um, much of the band that I put together for Brushes of Broadway was on that project. And it sort of happened all at the same time. So their musical director, a uh, music director, Dale Griza, uh, played keyboards. Great musician. Yeah, phenomenal musician, phenomenal guy. Um, he's become a great friend. Uh, he, you know, Without him, Brushes of Broadway would not exist. Um you know, writing arrangements. Um, we had a phenomenal, probably one of my two favorite drummers in this area, Quentin Joseph, mm-hmm. um, who's played with mayor Hawthorne and, um, a, a, just a ton of other, um, great projects. Um, Tekashi Io on bass premier bass player. Around. Just, I mean, yeah. Uh, you can't, can't get much better than, than him. Um, Brian Lord on the guitar. Another
0: great
1: one. Um, let's see, I'm going across the stage in my mind. A good friend of mine, Kevin Irving on cello, who is also on a different stage and on this and uh, hereafter as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sonya Lee on Mm -hmm. violin, who is, I have no business being on stage with someone. (laughs) No offense, (laughs) but you you might be right. (laughs) She's so good. Uh, And, you know, I mean, she's just such a wonder. All of them, all of them are just such humble people uh, and, and phenomenal musicians. And, you know, when I say i mixed that album. I mean, I I didn't have to fix anything. No, I mean, it it was, you know, most live recordings are not really live and you got to tighten things up. But I mean, I they just nailed everything.
0: I was in the audience. So I know. Yeah. I was in the back of it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, I should mention Nancy Ingalls was my my main guest vocalist on the record. So she's featured, I think, four or five times on there. Um, And who's just another just uh, she was actually on the Jesus Christ Superstar Tour with Ted Neely. Nice. Um, I believe they played the Fox Theater on that run. This is probably late two thousands. Uh, yeah. I mean, like you said, I mean, just just it's a band, an incredible collection of people. I, I wish that I could just just sit and listen to them play and not ruin it with my singing. <laughs> Cut it out.
0: You're a fine singer. Cut it out.
1: So yeah, but they are. I mean, without them, none of that would be possible. And they they just brought their A game, and it was so it was so humbling, and so it was my honor to have them there. And have them really like be into the project too. you know, they were, you know, they're, they're hired musicians. And that's, that's what they do. uh, And they're, you know, that's what they're good at. But I mean, like, it's, it's really cool when you can you get people who you look up to musically who say, Oh, this is a really cool project. I'm really excited about it. And thank you for having me. I'm like, thank me. Like, thank yeah. you. Like, what are you talking about? Oh <laughs> so. Um, is so this yeah. a
0: release that's physical or digital only?
1: This is only only digital. Okay. So
0: they can find it on your website. Which yes, is-
1: website. I mean, it's everywhere music is streamed and sold these days. But well, I that's different though, right? I mean, yes. when I first started, it was all about CDs. Yeah. Well, and now look where we
0: are. The, <laughs> I always like to try and direct people to the spot that you get the most income from. So is TomBotwin.com the best spot for them to purchase that from so you have the most slice of the pie so to yeah
1: think. i mean i think i, th- I think if we're gonna if we're gonna be technical about it, i believe apple music okay. is probably the best but okay. i mean my youtube channel is uh is a great place to support me as well okay subscribing and watching all those videos uh, covers or otherwise and like you mentioned the whole album is is on youtube with the visual component too sure. so if you like it that way you know, by all means.
0: Can't play that in my car, though. True. All right. <laughs> what would you like to wrap up our session with? And thank you for all the stories. Buddy.
1: Oh, God. Thank you for letting me talk. I mean, this is, it's that's, I, it, we've, we've done these, what, four or five times. Yeah. And, and they're generally for, you know, radio, you're, you're, Short. yeah, you're, you're a little more constrained as far as being able to speak. So I, this is really great. And I really appreciate it. And you're welcome. it's awesome. I, I think, um, appropriately, I'll play a song called Leaving Song.
0: Mm, There we go. Tom butwin has been my guest today on Acoustic Alternatives.
2: Break the water, feel your feet on the bottom, sinking in. Climb the ladder, pull yourself out, realize you're never in too deep. Sunrise, sunset, we're having it the end just yet. Come away, come away, sing this leaving song with me. Come away, come away, sing this leaving song with me. In. hear the singing in your sleep Realize we're never in too deep Sunrise, sunset We haven't hit the end just yet Come away, come away Sing this leaving song with me Come away, come away no, this story's short but sweet. It's obvious when the day's done. Oh, we it will always live on. Oh, it's obvious when the war's won. Should have spent more time on fun. Come away, come away sing this leaving song with me come away come away I know this story short but sweet
0: Tom went on Acoustic Alternatives. Tom, thank you so much again for being here. John, thank you. Good to see you. And I look forward to hearing uh, more of the stuff that you've been working on quietly in the house and keeping under wraps. And <laughs> we'll talk about it again another time, I hope. Awesome, I would love to. Presumably the next guest on Acoustic Alternatives is going to be one of my favorites uh, from the national music scene. Liz Longley is expected to join me. So look forward to that, Tom. Thank you again. And we'll be back with another Acoustic Alternatives from Grove Studios.